Okay, why are you I telling thought. secrets about me? It's all good though. You trust me. Is she gonna be happy? Why? Why are you telling secrets about me? You're gonna be happy. You're gonna be happy at I the promise. end of the show. Yes. I'm gonna find out. Yes. You're what? God. Yeah, he wasn't telling. He was listening. Okay. Whatever that means. Does this sound okay? Yeah, it sounds great. Can you hear yourself? Everything good? Uh, unfortunately, yes, I can. Tara, it's been too long. Anna, I'm so I glad miss you're you. back in my life. I know. I have missed you a lot. You, you bring such an energy. I was telling Blitz earlier today that every time I see you, 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 you give me this boost of confidence that brings me through at least the next four or five days. Aww, like, I'm a bad that... bitch, but then it wears off, like any drug. I love the Tara that. drug, it wears off, but I'm like, I need to keep you in my pocket where you're like, you're a bad bitch. I love it. And, you know, I learned a lot, I think, just being in a leadership role that I really want people, I want to make people feel good mm -hmm. because, you know, everyone just tears everyone down right. from, you know, the minute you wake up. Mm -hmm. And that's why I hate social media. Um, I know you're on Facebook, but yeah, are you on anything else? I, I think I have an Instagram account. I know okay. I sound like I'm a hundred, but, um, you know, just the psychology behind social media, I really have a problem with. And if you watch, I mean, even the creators of Facebook literally said our goal was to manip you know, manipulate people. Users. Yeah, and they do not have, they don't use Facebook themselves, so... Did you like, watch this the social dilemma? I watched that and a yeah. bunch of other a it, bunch of other things. It's like it is crack. It's, it is crack for your brain and you just I mean Instagram for me is my kryptonite. See, I just can't and I won't Don't get on Instagram cuz it's just it, I am on Instagram okay. but I really my posts are just um directed like towards my family like okay. Tyler who's like a son to me who I love more than anything. I like to brag about him. And uh, it's really more for people that I don't like. I truly, I know I sound like a grandma, but it's, I really truly use it for what it's meant to reconnect with like college friends and then to let everybody back home, you know, know how Tyler's doing. If he won a race, and then to pay homage to my mom because mm -hmm. she's a big social, I mean, she's retired and she's big in Facebook. That's uh, where all the boomers of course, go. That's okay. Where, yeah. You know, that's, that's the demographic. Yeah. So I will, you know, happy mother's day. Happy. I do, you know, the, the, the holidays and to give kudos to Tyler. Other than that, I have zero use for it. If I didn't have one, I wouldn't get one now. I've okay. had it so long. It has been great to reconnect, though, with old friends. Like You don't find yourself scrolling on other I, people's I stuff? I refuse. I just won't. That's good. Um, you know, my husband's a tech guy, analytics. You know, he writes algorithms. Mm -hmm. And he absolutely hates it. He refuses to have one. Because he knows how addictive it is? 100%. That's smart. And, and so, you know, it's it's refreshing because, you know, he's he's your age. It's refreshing to see that. And and I've, I have so many friends, and I think you and I talked about this before, that I think everything is great because, you know, oh, you know, cheers, and here's my great meal that I just had. To mm -hmm. me, like, if you have to show people how wonderful your life is, your life probably isn't that wonderful. You're trying to convince yourself. If you're trying, yeah. <laughs> so, and it, it just happened recently where a, a very dear friend of mine I think it was their birthday. So I went on and said, hey, happy birthday. Yeah. Because we don't really keep in touch that much. And she responded. She texted me and said, hey, thank you so much. And I looked at her page. So on occasion. Mm -hmm. But that might be once a month. Right. Maybe okay. for a minute. That's good. 
And I'm like, congratulations. You're, you know, I think it was her 15-year wedding anniversary. And wow, you know, so happy for you. Because all these pictures were, you know, my soulmate. And they're out doing all these cool things. And snor- I think they were in the Cayman snorkeling. And I have a feeling you know, I know how the story ends. Yeah, and she's like, oh, we're... You know, he's cheating on me. We're <laughs> yeah, getting, and yeah. I'm like, oh my God. And, and in my mind, I'm like, uh, of course, because you're talking about how wonderful your life is. Mm-hmm. And I saw that and I was like, case in point. Yeah. It's so it's ridiculous. Try hard. So I do engage a little bit, but I really. That's good that you have self control because I just, I let myself go when so it comes it, to stuff so like that. like, okay. Constant scrolling, constant refreshing. There's always going to be a thousand new stories. Why? I don't, it's, it's crack for your brain and I'm so a very your, visual person. So Instagram, so. is it for you? Insta- I, I could, Are you on TikTok or no, do you watch that? that? No, Thank no. God. Cause I know that that, I probably don't have any control with that I either. Have, I've had friends who are like professional, I mean like physicians yeah. who are addicted to TikTok and I'm like, are, are yeah. you, is this? I have, I have a good friend. I've, I've spoken about this before who, you know, she ended up getting a degree in, what was it biology and then biochem a master's in biochem organic chemistry and she's starting a you know like a youtube channel and a tiktok channel as and a all career this. i mean she's been out of work for a minute by a minute i mean three years so. so what are her plans with that platform i don't really know and i don't think she really knows but she's also submerged in california oh so it's a whole different world which, right but what's what was the problem with that and what i saw with a lot of my friends because i'm from california is that they pro- they weren't really going anywhere to begin with. And then when the pandemic hit, then they had a, an excuse for it. 100%. And then they're like, well, if I try to do anything, I mean, I, that's bad for humanity and bad for society. And I'm just playing my part and staying home, not doing anything. And I'm like, well, you can do all the stuff that you're talking about doing from home. I mean, you're talking about doing TikTok videos. You don't need a studio audience, you know. So she started doing that sort of stuff. She's happy with it. But I mean, I just don't know. And she's, you know, she's she's my age. Right. She's good. She's, you know, she'll be 34, which isn't old, but it isn't young either, especially when you're trying to get started with stuff. So everything's relative. We were we were just talking about age. I mean, seriously, I did. Age was something that I wanted to cover because, you know, I I turned 20. Oh, see. In my head, I'm 24. Welcome to my world, <laughs> yeah. I don't even. I lie so much, I don't even know how old I am. <laughs> you don't Nor even know do I really want to talk about age. But if you want to talk about age, I'm not going to ask you what your it. age is. But Hell I no. do like. I do like trying to tap into the psychology of not letting yourself be in your own, get in your own way when it comes to age. Well, you've got to just let it go because otherwise you're going to be exhausted, right? And today today's the youngest you're ever ever going to be, right? It's only you're only going to get older from here on out. So, I don't want to I I never wanted to be the case where I'm like, "Oh, I'm too old to do something." And then in 10 years I go, you're "Oh my god, I was so old. young." Right. But here's the thing is like society drains certain ideas into your brain where you're like, "This is when you're supposed to be doing X and this is when you're supposed to be doing Y." This is Right, and but when have you ever been a rule follower? Never, never. And I've spent a lot of time over the last few years teasing apart what I want and what I think I should want, which are two different things, but sometimes you get confused. And I think there's a little more pressure on females um, with the age thing than, yeah. than males a little bit more. I didn't get married till I was in my late 30s, and 
you know, it was definitely one of the top questions I always got asked, along with children. Why aren't you married? Yeah, yeah. Why aren't you married? Or do you want to have kids? Yeah. So you're going to get that. You've got to figure out how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I st- we still, you know, we've been together 12 years. We've been married 10. The top question we get all the time is, are you guys going to have children? One, they don't know, which is a compliment, and I relish. They don't know how old I am. Mm-hmm. And they assume that we're the same age, which is your age. He's your age. So, you know, once you tell somebody you can't have children, then you get the, and you're going to get this because you're a woman, the shame of, well, what about adoption? Like, I've literally been in a, at a social gathering Mm -hmm. where I have been made to feel like the biggest jackass because I was not able I was not physically able to have children. Uh-huh. Doesn't mean we didn't try. We tried. We started going down that whole, you IVF know, sort of thing. It just, you know, it was like, yeah. And, and at some, you know, at some point you've got to figure out when to just make peace with it. So our joke is because uh, we tried, it just unfortunately didn't happen for us. Well, there's still time. And I'm like, oh God, thank you for thinking that. <laughs> but, um, you know, well, why didn't you adopt? Well, oh my God. I'm like, well, we actually looked into adoption, and it's easier to adopt somebody from another country than it is from the United States. Which, really? Which is why is a that shame. the case? I have if 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 you knew or if I knew that answer, mm-hmm. we'd both be rich. Okay. And so, you know, you just Tarek and I joke now that our our answer is going to be we hate kids because then nobody's going to bust our balls. Right. Right. What are you going to say to that? And yeah. I'll smile, but I don't want to get into a debate yeah. on what you think I should have done or tried or didn't Was, was try. it hard to make peace with that? Cause That's still hard. Okay. It's still hard. Okay. Because it, it sounds it's like you hard. actively tried. You wanted Yeah, kids. we did. Oh, yeah. I don't think I do. Well, but again, I'm also not in a mindset where I'm with somebody, we're in a stable relationship, we're either married or have a home together. Or something. But you don't have to be. I mean, think no, about you don't. There's but, a lot of but women. I would do never. I would never want to. I agree. Just me. I would never want to be like, oh, I'm a single mom, just bumming around. Like, let me just, you know, I agree. Fuck some dude and get yep. pregnant and then have this baby. Like, that is not the life no, I'm trying to not live. The, I don't think it's. I commend anyone who does it successfully. Yeah. But my view is to have both parents. Whatever that looks like. I, and again, if you choose otherwise, I good for you. But I'm with you. I never wanted to do that either. But I don't think you need to know. And and that's what you have to make peace with, right? Mm-hmm. In all of this, when it comes to a relationship, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to what you want to do, when mm-hmm. it comes to your age, mm-hmm. when it comes to how you look at, oh, if I could only lose, you know, 10 more pounds or if I could only look like this. Or sure. If I could only make this much money, then, you know, X, Y, Z. The minute you let that go... Mm-hmm. It's so, there's so much freedom. There is a lot of uh, liberty and freedom there's in that so for much, sure. I mean, and to me, liberation is one of the most, financial freedom and liberation. Those are two top things for me. And and it's really funny because, I mean, other than the, you know, occasional you go to a party, which doesn't happen often and people are like shaming you for not having a kid, which, I mean, that's probably happening maybe a, couple, a handful of times, but it's not like something you live with every day. The other pressure, most of the pressure is just coming from yourself. 100%. Like you could look, like you, like you said, you're scrolling on social media. Oh, this person out as a kid. This person's engaged. This person's getting married. And kind of like, you know, at the beginning of life, you're supposed to be hitting certain landmarks at 10 months. You shit. I don't really know. A, a year. A little bit. Right. Whatever, whatever months, it is. You know, you know, this person at this time, you right. know, a year and three two. months, you're supposed to say your first word. After, you know, you're a kid, you know, like a kid and then an adolescent. But once you become an adult. There's really no more 
landmarks that you have to hit at a certain age for, for you to be normal. It's just kind That's of, right. you just go. So the only way for you to kind of decipher if you're, quote, normal or within the bounds of normal is you just compare yourself to everybody else, right. which is dangerous. Yes. Right. So I'm like, well, by, you know, if you would ask me when I was 21, what do you think you're where do you think you're going to be at 30? I'm like, oh, I'll probably have a home. I'll probably have a husband. I'll probably have kids. And then I turn 30. I'm like. What the fuck? I feel like I'm still 21. What happened? And keep feeling that way. Because the minute you put a number Mm -hmm. or you associate yourself with a number, then all of a sudden you're limiting There's a deadline or something. Or or you're trying to fit into a box. You know, okay, don't do that to yourself. And, okay, how did you get into, I'm thinking of questions I have for you. Mm -hmm. At 21, you thought, okay, at 30, which we all did, right? I was was just graduating undergrad. I thought, oh, I'm going to get married, have kids, you know, whatever, be a doctor or marry a doctor. I knew I wanted to continue my education. I didn't know if I wanted to go to med school, law school, or grad school. But I think we all go through that at that age. But what did you initially think you wanted to do at 21? And then what made you get into radio? I've always wanted to know that. Yeah, so I did what I thought I wanted to do, which was I wanted to be in academia, like, I remember I had a few professors in college and they were like, I mean, they were super fucking nerdy, but I thought it was really cool where they, to me, it was like they were able to merge stand up, which was one of my loves and Mm -hmm. education, academia. And so they could, they had like a a crowd of 300 people that had to listen to them for like an hour every day and they could just make people laugh and joke around, but also be educational. I just thought that was super badass. And I romanticized that idea of like, I'm going to be the fucking coolest professor ever. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, to be a professor, you got to like do a bunch of other shit. Like teaching yeah. is not your priority. You got to do research. You got to post grad. Get in the field, yeah. right? You have to do all this stuff. You're constantly doing research. It's not like you're just a teacher where you have a, you know, um, criteria, whatever schedule that you have to teach, go through, and then you just teach. You can like you can't do, do that. Postdoc, and you've got to have a right a thesis. You have to be working actually, on grants. And... This is really funny. I actually wanted to be a professor. Did you? Yeah, a hundred percent. I just thought it was. I thought it was a really sexy career. I think it would be something I would be proud to tell the people that I was. Um, my family really valued education, so I thought that that was something that I should do. So I went to grad school in Michigan, and I was Where'd like, "Where did you go to grad school?" Um, Oakland University. It's like a, it's a small unit. It's not like Michigan State or anything like that. Why'd you pick Michigan from San Diego? Um, I got I got that question a lot. What I was studying was really really specific, so there are only a few pockets of of places that had a a program that was even remotely close to what I wanted to study. So I went to Michigan. The the subject matter was very interesting, but I which was evolutionary psychology. Okay, yeah, that is very it is, and I, I who doesn't like talking about sex? So we would talk a lot about sex, a lot right about on. mating strategies, a lot about what women are looking for, what men are looking for, why certain things exist in a population, why would well, certain that's part emotions of your problem studying that, and then you're you're trying to you're probably inadvertently comparing yourself to what you studied on what you're supposed to be doing and who you're supposed to be attracted to, right? Sure, absolutely. Sometimes that would get in my head where, you know, everything becomes really clinical. You're looking at a person and you're like, oh, I'm attracted to their ambition and this and that because of resources, whatever the case may be. At some point, you kind of just let it go and live in the moment. But at the beginning of like everything, especially when I was in grad school, anytime there was like a prospective person you're maybe talking to, you're always breaking it down like you're in class or something. So... I was really, uh, I really hated it because um, I, 
It wasn't what you thought. Yeah. It wasn't sexy. It wasn't you sexy knew at all. That you were going to be in school probably another eight years. Yeah, I knew I was a lowly like master student. I didn't like doing research. That wasn't fun for me. You know, you read one study, say, and you're like, oh, well, that was interesting. It takes you five, ten minutes to comb through. Well, that one study took that person seven years to complete. Right. And I'm like, really? I don't want to like dedicate seven years of my life to one study. And it's like, you know, it's it's something that you go, huh? Okay, cool. Moving on with my life. So that was a problem. This is in Oakland, Michigan. Where's Oakland or Oakland County? Oakland? It's like Detroit, Metro Detroit. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Detroit. So you went from San Diego to Detroit. I always tell people it was the worst breakup I ever endured. Yeah, How it was terrible. Much of a culture shock. Well, it was mostly the weather, but everything was just I. I was just like, yeah, you don't weather. have to live like this. What? Why are people doing this? It's terrible. We can li- we can move to a place where there's sunshine and whatever. So I hated it. So that was also a big problem. But kind of as a way to get away from all of that, because I didn't have any friends there. I didn't know anybody there. So all the people I knew were in my cohort and they're all fucking nerds, which is fine. But they had they were very one dimensional. Yeah, they weren't cool nerds. They weren't cool nerds. It's like, hey, do you want to go to a club? No, we have social anxiety. Okay, all right, Rain Man, relax. Like, no big deal. So that sounds like a great time. <laughs> and they were all extremely introverted. And I'm not. I mean, I kind of like an ambivert, right, you right. know, but I definitely liked at that point in my life. I mean, I was going out all the time. I was doing drugs. I was drinking all the time. And then I went from wild to mild too quickly. Like, I remember one weekend I was in San Diego just, you know, doing ecstasy. And then the next weekend there was like deer in my backyard and I'm by <laughs> myself. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> With, like, men in camo, deer hunting. Yeah, I mean, but it was, like, a residential area, but you just see, like, deer popping yeah. out. And I had no friends, and I didn't know how to occupy my time outside of school. So it was really it was really bad. So I decided, I guess I needed a new hobby, like, something to distract me or whatever. So how old were you when this was going down? 25, okay. maybe. Um, so I was really into electronic dance music. I still listen to it now, but not as much as I did then. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I was going to all, like, the raves and the festivals and all that shit. So I decided, well, you know what would be kind of cool is to, to, they have, like, a little radio station at the the campus. Be cool if I had a little show, you know? And so I would, you know, I went in there and and they, like, had me audition. They had me, like, literally, they just want to know if I was literate. So they're like, yeah, you can have a show. I'm like, sweet. So I'd pre-record the show and it'd play it, like, Tuesdays at like 2 a.m. What kind of show? Was it just like me? You play electronic music dance music that I like. Doing rip and read. Like yeah, just, just like next we yeah. have. Uh. So um, so I, you've been doing radio for not that's nine years, right? Yeah, I don't count that. So, Eight I years. mean, it was literally me saying this song's coming up next and then push play. I'd record an hour of music and then um, and then it would play at like, again, Tuesdays at two in the morning. I think one one time I I, I stayed up to listen to it. And I'm like, that's really cool. But it wasn't that cool. So at, after a certain point, um, it was just became too hectic with my schedule because I was also working and all that stuff. And I was so insignificant that when I stopped showing up to do the show, nobody knows. Nobody, oh nobody called me. God, nobody called are you me. Kidding I'm me? not kidding. So but one day and this was the day they wanted to do a novelty show. They wanted to do a dating game show. And I think that they they didn't have any volunteers or nobody wanted to do it or the person they had lined up, you know, backed out. So they gave me a call and they said, listen, we got this dating show. We got these three guys. And mind you, I'm 26 and they are all like 18 because oh. I'm in grad school and they're all undergrad. Perfect. That's Not right perfect. up my alley. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm being facetious, yeah. kind of. So 
I have these three guys come in and they're like, you know, you're going to pick the, it's like the bachelor. Sort right. of thing. So, or the bachelor at whatever. So did they pick these guys? You they picked, no... they picked these guys. And I they, think they were, were they... like behind like a wall. And no, like, like I questions. think they were blindfolded, which was stupid, but they needed everybody in the studio because they needed everybody on a mic. So, um, I asked them like their name and then immediately went into something like really inappropriate Nice. And I was having so much fun, like on the fly, like yucking it up. Were with they these dancing dudes. with you? Were they like they, some fun? of them were? Well, them dancing, even if they were awkward, that was great. Sure. Content. So, yeah. So they're just feeling uncomfortable and I'm like digging in further. And finally, the hour is over. I select a winner and we end the show. And I was like, holy fuck. This is what I want to do. What was that? Like, I felt alive and i was like that was awesome and played to my like natural strengths right of just kind of like i said yucking it up making people feel uncomfortable pushing buttons all these things i enjoy doing for free you know so i talked to like the director or whatever and i go i need more whatever that was i need to do more of that i'm like what should i do he said go get an internship at a at a radio station in detroit yeah I'm like, okay, let me just look up radio stations in Detroit. Started calling people, got a few interviews. And again, I'm asking for an internship with like a bunch of 18-year-olds. And I'm, I'm like 26 at this point. Which is free, right? <laughs> yeah. But so I had to take another class at school so they would pay me in credit because I can't just work for free because then you're a slave. Right. So I can't do that. So I was taking this bullshit communication. Who cares? So that's how I got started. And what then from station, like what were you targeting to do an internship? What format? I wanted to do talk. Right. But I, and I did a few internships and I got one with um, Riff, W-R-I-F. It's in Detroit. It's like a rock station. And they offered me an internship and I took it. And then from there, I ended up getting a, a job, which was like promo. But then I started meeting people and I started a podcast. And then I was podcasting probably for about a year and I was like, I got to get the fuck out of Michigan. I hate this place. I don't have any family here. I I, I dropped out of grad school. Every, there's no reason I need to be in you this like city or state. You in, in radio. Once, once you got get the bit, bug. Get, you yep. get bit by the bug. Then I saw an ad for The Bone. And um, I applied and called and wrote and all this stuff. And nobody was answering me. Finally, I uh, went on Facebook and I started messaging John Brennan, the program director at the bone finally got back to me we started talking about 10 months later i finally got a job as a promo person 10 months yeah it took him 10 months mm -hmm. and it's funny because like they give those jobs away like fucking candy yeah. around here like you gotta dodge them almost. yeah but here's the thing like i worked for, in promo for about three weeks and then they put me like as like a phone screener and was then you just a, work your way up and now i'm here paid, yeah was it a paid position yeah i was paid but i mean like they were like, you're going to move across the country for a promo gig? I'm like, I'd move you're for like, a sandwich. I, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. So that's kind of how that all fell I, into place. But. I, let me ask you this. Have you, at that point, before Tampa, when you were in Detroit, had you ever heard of my brother? Yes. Really? I did, yeah, which was really funny. Uh, the program director, of, there were like three sister stations in the building I worked for. At the time, it was called Greater Media Detroit or something. And... One of the program directors, he was is from this area. Oh, and strange. he and I would talk often in his office about just radio. You know, he really believed in me, so he would give me like pep talks, and he's like, "Do this, do that." 
And he goes, have you ever heard of, you know, he's like, obviously, you listen to Howard. And he goes, have you ever heard of Bubba the Love Sponge? I'll never forget it. And I go, what the fuck kind of name is You're like, that? who? What? 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 He goes, this guy's big. And I remember I had a little notebook. And I can find it. I'll find it probably tonight. Got I wrote to. down his name you to remember to. to go look look him up. And I did. And I'm like, okay, he's just some big wig in Tampa. This was probably like 2014. But he grew up listening to Bubba. That is so Isn't that cool. wild? So I did know who Bubba was. And then when of I. Of course, when you went to the bone, you figured out who the he was. The first day. First day, I go in Mike Olivero's office. Says, close the door. He goes, listen, this is the first thing. Before 101, this is this like, is no, play. This is the mic, you know. No new hire orientation. No nothing. You show up. Show up. Um, He's like, hello. I think I got maybe, uh, you know, scan your ID with this person sort of thing. And then I end up back in Mike Olivero's office. He goes, close the door. He goes, listen, there's a few rules you need to know around here. Number one, don't ever say Bubba the Love Sponge in this building. I don't know what you what? have heard. I don't know who. This is your first day, he tells you this. I mean, it's not even my first. It's my, like, not even my first day on the job. Like, it's, here's, we're like going to get you an ID. in the building. A, a, like, a scan card and everything. It's the, I'm t- I that literally is... have directions in my phone to learn how to get to the station. I've never been there before. And it's my first day. I'm getting my badge. And they said, close the door. They go, I don't know what you've heard. Or what you've been following. And I kind of, like, had an idea that there was some sort of conflict. But I had no idea in terms of, like, the history and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And the truth. Now that you're over here to really understand what bullshit it is. And I remember, which is really funny, when I was working in a bar right... I I knew I was moving to St. Pete already. But I was working in this bar in Michigan. And, like, on the TV, they were talking about the Hogan-Gawker settlement. And I was just like, oh, interesting, Tampa. Like, I remember yeah. thinking, like, oh, St. Pete, Tampa, oh, cool, that's I'm where I'm there. Going. But I couldn't yeah. tell anybody because I had to, like, quit and then, you know, right. run away. But it was just so crazy how it so all So he literally said, I don't know what you've heard, but you're not allowed to say his name in the building? Don't say his name in the building. What did you say to that? I said, okay, it's my first day. What am I going to say? And, and was there any follow-up or that was just the rule? That was just kind of the rule. I, I Again, I... He didn't want me to, because Mike Calta was God over there, and he was the anchor, and he knew that that would piss him off. He just said, don't ever say it. Don't mention him on the air. Don't talk to anybody about it. You can do your own research, but don't say that name in this building. What is this, okay. like the mafia? I mean. That's, that was literally the only piece of instruction I was, and then it was just like, communicate with me if there's a problem sort of a thing. But the first thing he told me was about Bubba, which that was crazy. Is, that's psycho. So, I mean, what am I supposed I'm just like, okay, you guys hired me. I'm on your team sort of a thing. And then once you, I'm sure you heard a lot probably while you were there. And then once you came over here, when somebody approached, I think it was what, Seth? Seth, Seth got me in the building. So when Seth approached you about, or when it came out that, were you like, you can't, were you basically told you can't talk to him anymore? Or no, but um, I knew that DL, I right? knew that Calta had, um, like, uh, what's the word? Not banned, but he was like, "You're dead to me," sort of a thing. That <clears> is <throat> so psychotic. Like, yeah, I can't even wrap my brain around. Yeah, it. I think I I started getting like interested in Bubba once Rob came over here. I'm like, okay, okay. oh, okay, then, yeah, that's you know, right. That was right. like the first person Gargiulo, to pop over. Right? Yeah, yeah, he was the yeah, first person to pop dude. over. And so I was just like, huh, like, 
what is he? I thought B- Bubba's the devil, but Rob was right. a cool guy. Why would he right. work for Bubba? So I was kind of intrigued. And then and then, and then Seth, Seth came over, came over like, and yeah, Seth and I Seth's were pretty awesome. close. Yeah, right. He's Seth, so talented too. Very man. much so. And so and I worked with Seth. Um, like one-on-one he was like one of my mentors um, yeah, he would help me he, because of Seth I, I started my own show stay woke he That's really pushed cool. me to do that so we kept in contact and then when he came over I was like oh okay kind of asked him about it see how he was doing and then I got fired yeah for some Twitter bullshit yeah right? and so then Is he's that like for real you really did yeah I really tw- did the only person who got fired in 2020 for not COVID <laughs> like it was fucking people are like oh COVID I'm like tweets like it was crazy, but also not. I was getting in trouble a lot. It kind of like not that I'm comparing myself to Bubba, but you know, I feel like certain people are just not fit for corporate life. Right. So why would okay? So put a pin in that. Why would you think then, when it comes to your age, why would you let that define you when you've always marched the beat of your own drum? Always. Oh, I mean, I, again, it's it's one of those things that I've been teasing apart, and it has much less of an effect on me. And I actually, was just talking to my mom yesterday. And thanked her and my dad because they've never been the type to say, you know, when are you getting married? When yep. am I getting grandbabies? My parents were, and Bubba, to his credit, was always the same way. It was never even, you know, if that's what she wants, she'll sure. do yeah. it. It was, yeah, same here, which helps because I know, and I'm sure you probably have friends who just, their families just. Pressure, pressure. Yeah, and I'm just so like, stupid. you can't, if, if you wanted it and you found it, you would do it. It's not like you're resisting. It's just. Either it's been bad timing or it didn't work out. It fell apart, whatever the case may That's be. That's cool that they weren't adding to Never. That. And my, you know, and I said, mom, it's so great that you had me and you didn't try to extract anything from me. Right. Like you owe me ki- grandkids or anything right. like that. She's like, no, I had a kid because I wanted a kid. Right. And then you just do you and like, don't kill anybody. Yeah. And we're good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, so, I think I got very similar You had a advice. similar sort of, okay. Yeah. It was never. And in fact, I remember having that conversation with my mom, like, mom, I'm, you know, 36 and all my friends are married or getting married and have kids. And, you know, and she's just like, why are you do who care? And yeah, what? Well, uh, why would you compare yourself? And then you to got that? married literally like a year later. <laughs> uh, a couple, yeah, it was like yeah. three years later. Yeah. But did you did you think you always wanted to get married? Um, I mean, when I was younger, like like you said, when I was 21 and, you know, whatever, in college and trying to figure out what I wanted to do, you know, I thought not like I had this, you know, how some girls are like, Oh, I have my idea of a dream wedding. And I never was that person. I always just kind of thought, yeah, I'll, I'll get married and have, and have kids mm-hmm. at some point. Sure. But I was never like, that was never a goal. Mm-hmm. I, I just assumed that it would happen. Right. But I never, you know, then you, I started getting involved in a career mm-hmm. And I love to travel, and I had a great set of friends who were single at the time, and we traveled and did stuff. So I, I kind of, you know, I never thought, oh, I'm going to be, you know, it's going to be this way or it's going to be that way. I didn't know what I wanted, but I know I knew what I didn't want. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be, you know, I had friends who married their college sweetheart. Uh, or and high like, school. Or high school, and they're, like, miserable and not even the same people. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to do that. So I didn't <laughs> yeah. really know. I, I mean, think that's great that you waited a bit longer. And I was to okay with some it. Life. Like, yeah. You know, I was 39 when I got married. And it took me, like, by surprise. I did not, you know, I was kind of accepted the fact that 
you know, I have a good career. I mm-hmm. like what I do. Things are going well. I get to do cool stuff. I get to travel. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Like, it, you know, I have great family. I'm healthy. Like, if this, this you were just going to kind of put all of your focus onto that. Yeah. I was yeah. like, wait, if this, how is this a bad thing? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm blessed. I have so many blessings that, you know, who care if I get married or don't. Like, at that point, I was just, I, I could not care any less. Mm-hmm. I was just Which focusing is, on being What happy. do they always say? They're like, it happens when you of least course, expect it. Of course, that's so stupid and cliche. Okay. But, I mean, yeah, but he it was did my happen. stalker. Yeah. He always says, ask him, how did you meet? It's when stalking went right. If stalking went right. But I just, yeah, I just was like, whatever. And at that point, also, I think it's become more successful. Yeah, more acceptable in society where you don't have to be married and have kids. And, you know, women that don't get married aren't like, oh, what's wrong with you? Right. So there was that, you know, when I was in my late 20s, early 30s, and I I just literally let it go. I'm like, I have an awesome life. What do you mm-hmm. mean what's wrong with me? So right. I didn't even really think about if right. I was going to be married or not. Yeah. I mean, I had my moments where sure. I'd call my mom and be like, what's wrong with me? Every guy dates an idiot or a loser. <laughs> and, you know, it would always, yeah. and she'd be, give me the pep talk. Be like, who cares? Yeah. Be alone. Don't put up with anybody's bullshit. Do you? Right, right. So I, I did have, I, I do have an amazing mom. I have the best parents ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Bob always had my back. He was always so supportive. And encouraging, and when I would go to him and cry over guys, he'd be like, "Tara, it's not okay. It's not you. Think of the." I remember he told me this. It's I will never forget it. He's like, "You know the hottest chick ever. Who who is it?" I'm like, "Uh, whoever. She's been cheated on. She mm-hmm. feels the same way you do. Yeah, you know she thinks so. Do, get over yourself. Right. And he's so right. And yes. I remember." realizing that i saw an oprah special with halle berry oh who's like flawless yeah like absolutely and this was probably i i know 15 exactly years which ago one you're talking about too she's like has like the beautiful like big sexy hair mm-hmm. she just is stunning like you said flawless face flawless body everything and she's like my husband cheated on me with like 40 chicks yes. and i'm like what you're like, if it can happen to her, then I don't have a and snowball's Oprah chance in hell. said exactly that. She's like, well, shit, if it's happening to you, I'm what, what chance do the rest of us have of us having, you know, a faithful relationship? I'm, I'm glad that you remembered that, though. But, yeah, that was that struck me because there's certain people where you're just like, or at least in your mind, you're like, if I was this, if I was more of this, if I was better looking, yes. if I was richer, if I had whatever, taller, you know, whatever the whatever. case, whatever your insecurities are. And you said, if I had this, 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 and then you look at this person who looks flawless and I guess the end is successful and is, you know, beautiful and is in Hollywood and has all of these Fame, things, fortune and look, everything. And she's getting fucked over. Right. Then, then you're wh- like, okay, I'm good. Okay. That's fine. If she's getting fucked over and she's the pinnacle of success and beauty and all that, then I just then I'm just gonna kind of laugh my way through it because there's literally no chance for the rest of us. Laugh your way yeah. through it. Yeah, that's exactly what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Same thing with social media. It's the same bullshit. Uh-huh. Oh, these people are beautiful, and of course, you know, filter and Photoshop. And I remember meeting somebody and like, who in the hell are you? Oh, we're Facebook friends. We used to work <laughs> together. I'm like, oh my god, like you you should be like a. a you should work in, um, you know, you're great at Photoshop. You should be like a, a desktop publisher or do yeah, something like a like graphic designer or graphic something like designer, that. Graphic designer, like holy shit. But, you know, again, that's step, the bigger, better deal. Everything's great online. Mm-hmm. And that's why you, of 
all people Here can't subscribe. No, to any no, no, no. And no, and it's been very, because very. Because you were freeing. talking about age, though, and how now that you're 34, you're kind of like not freaking out. But I've heard you say some stuff on the air, like, "Yeah, I'm kind of getting older." Like I've heard you. It's one of those things where, like, I'm realizing that it, here's here's what it is. Have you ever? Wanted to be invited to a party, but you didn't actually want to uh, want to go. Hell yeah! But you wanted the invite. Absolutely. That's I think what it kind of feels like when it comes to, you know, my youth or being young enough to have children or something like that. Where I don't want kids, or I don't think I want kids, but you always want to have the option to if you decide to later on, sort of a thing. And you still do. One of my best friends from college had her first child at forty-four. Really. Her second kid at forty-six. And they're kidding. both normal and everything. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Now again, I'm not saying that's that's not a tool of comparison for you to think, you know, obviously you gotta check with your doctor or whatever. But <laughs> I mean it's not people are having children later in life. Yes. I mean, too much later, I think that's, you know, obviously a risk to the child. But sure. having kids in your forties is like not uncommon. No. And I hate to use the word normal because what is normal? Right. And so it's not necessarily like that. I even want to have kids. Right. It's it's just the fact that I want to go, well, if I want to, I still have time. And you sort do. Of thing. Do you really think that you don't? No, no, no. It's not. I, I'm not saying that. But, you know, they kind of made this line in the sand of like 35. And who's they? Who's they? The authorities. The medical authorities. Okay. The yeah. people on the on the interwebs, Tara. But uh, listen, um, listen a- I, I get it. You can have kids up to. I mean, Naomi Campbell just had one at 50. And so did, um, who's that? But I don't want to be like, you know, I don't want to have a newborn at 50. I think like, no, could you imagine? (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to be like, yeah, 70 when they're 20. Like, no. No, I'll be jumping off the skyway. (laughs) But, um, who's that? Okay. The tall blonde Brigitte Nielsen, Mm -hmm. who was married to Sylvester Stallone. Remember she was in the. Yes. She was with Flava Flava Yep. I remember. She like just had a kid at like 53. I'm not joking, which is really weird. But check this out. Talk about a trailblazer. So my mom's mom, my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, who I never met, she passed away when my mom was 17. Mm-hmm. She was, think about this, 1900s, early 1900s. She was an English professor. She was a, a teacher and then taught also at a college locally. She didn't get married till she was 30 to my grandfather, which was absolutely unheard of. unheard of. They got married when she was 30. I think she had her first kid at like 33. Again, unheard of. Second kid at like seven. Thought she was done. Okay, think about this. This is the early 1900s. Fast forward till she was 44. My mother, so she got pregnant with my mom when she was 44 back in 1948, I think. And she thought she was going through menopause because she was like having irregular periods. She had a baby at like 44 and everyone thought she was insane. So ah. think about she was a badass trailblazer mm-hmm. and I and you know she was a career person. Uh-huh. She had it all. Yeah. Um, unfortunately she died at a very young age uh, of like a brain tumor or hemorrhage that could have been prevented now. Uh-huh. How old very, was she when she died? Young, like my mom was 17, oh, so do the math. Yeah, like Like late 50s. Yeah, which was, you know, and she was so cool and so ahead of her time. Mm -hmm. I mean, light years. So think about that in the in the late or 46 or 47. Yeah, she was 44 and had a baby. People thought 
that she would had lost her damn mind. So the minute though you try to start, you know, putting yourself in a box and seeing, okay, do I do I check all the boxes and and I love it when they're like, well, they say you're supposed. Who's they? Who's they? And who cares? <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Like you got to do you. Right. No, absolutely. Minute, I know we've talked about this on probably most of our podcasts. What two? This might be the third one on all three of our podcasts. But <laughs> you're a badass, and you got to just you got to just give up on uh, beating yourself up. Yes. Yeah. Like, and I'm learning that. And that's something and that what, what comes out of it, though. What? How is that productive? Oh, it's not. And everybody does that. You know what I mean? It's not it's Especially not just me women. or just right. But I think guys do, too. I think guys have insecurities, but I feel even worse for them because they. Yeah, because they feel like they can't talk about it. They just got to like, kind of bottle it up and deal with it, which, which is, is then they end up, you know, murdering people happening yeah, in my real life. I know. I know. But you um, the, your Jeffrey Dahmer story. Yeah. But seriously, but, uh, it's it's stupid. You got to let it go, man. You let gotta, it go and, and march to, to the beat go. of your own drum. I think we should we should end there. But thank you so much for your time. Right I appreciate on, you. Sister. I appreciate you. All right. Bye, guys.